One of our Māori artists is making his way to the Arctic Circle for an exhibition in August. Mangarongo Takawa of Ngāti Paro makes whakapapa quilts. You may have seen his work, including some that was hanging in Commercial Bay recently. Well, uh, Mongorongo, or Ron, has received an art, uh, an art residency from the Scandinavian Craft Council and will head to the Sami Museum. Mongorongo joins me now. Nga mihi kui kui. Joyful greetings to you. Oh, g'day, Jesse. You answer to both, do you, Mongorongo and Ron? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> How did you get into quilting? Oh, my God, it's something that I've always done just, just naturally. And... Um, yeah, my whole life's just been surrounded by fabric and sewing machines. Uh, I started with fuck, I started doing fuckapapa quilting because uh, people were coming to me and asking me to put um, kaitiaki and symbols on their clothes, and it sort of grew from there. Maybe fifteen years ago, um, I was living in Christchurch, and there was a there was that messy election on with. Between Don, there was there was a messy election. I was driving across the city. There was a big billboard that said, "Are you iwi or are you kiwi?" And from that day on, just pe- people started coming, feeling really unsafe, saying, saying they needed to be wrapped in their whakapapa. They needed to be able to go into their office with their ancestors. So that was just one way of doing it, and it, and it sort of grew from there. Yeah. Um, can you explain how you use kaitiaki in that context, um, please? Sure. I mean, um, oh, Guardian. So yeah. people, I, I remember a customer coming in and saying, I, I work in this office where I don't feel safe. I need a symbol of a kaitiaki. So I did uh, ask her where she was from. One of her um, kaitiaki was a uh, tanifa called Hinewaipu. So I just did a little symbol of Hinewaipu just so that she knew she was never alone. And she had backup, and I think that's the whole—that's the whole premise of my practice—is mm. just wrapping people in love and huh. in their own stories. There is a um, an example of your work on our website. It's really beautiful. Um, uh, you do a great job. How did you learn to quilt? Oh God, I've had hundreds of teachers. Um, when I first decided to go into quilting full time, I just jumped on the internet and just looked at what indigenous men around the world were doing and what um, techniques they were using because I didn't want to have to go to a shop or um, I didn't want to, I wanted to start a whole new genre for my people because I think in the quilting world, we were being excluded, kind of. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't want money to be to stop people from making their own quilts, so I just had to sort of design a way of doing it where anybody could just walk in and feel confident chopping stuff up and making their own story and putting themselves at the centre of their own stories. And forgive me if this is an ignorant question, but is quilting a traditionally European practice that you've brought your sort of te ao Māori to, or, um, or, or is there something traditional about the craft as well as the, the symbols and the uh, designs that you're creating? Oh, I, I think I, my practice comes more from weaving... Uh-huh. And um, yeah, and carving and dancing and music than it would from traditional yeah. European carving. But I mean, I love the miners' quilts. The, the, the old miners made out of all their old miners' clothes, like hand sewn Victorian crazy quilting. Just the work ethic behind them and the, and the weight. Yeah. So there, there are maybe a couple of disciplines that are meeting in in your designs. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And I have lots of friends in the quilting world and we all get excited and we all come together and we all share different ways of doing stuff. 
Um, but I would say most of my stuff is applique, not piecework. Yeah. C- can you take us deep and, and tell us what's involved in creating one of these pieces? Oh, gosh. Well, I think the first thing to do is just clear your mind, clear your heart, and be open to the universe because there's, there's a story there that's needing to be told. You know, there's a consciousness sometimes that in our community that needs to be raised. And and in the quietness and that connection, the story will come up. So that's the first thing. The second thing I, I suppose that dictates the, the actual physical quilt is what fabric you can find. I used to have um, vintage retro shops. So I ended up with a room full of beautiful dresses that you couldn't wear. They were, you know, ripped yeah. and torn. They were unsavable. So uh, they... Yeah, I mean, I got to use all of that gorgeous stuff and put that all in, into. But it's really been a, about figuring out a new genre rather than trying to copy something yeah. from Europe. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really hard. I'm trying to describe it for listeners, and I'll, and I'll just send them to the website rnz.co.nz slash jesse, but it's really intricate. Uh, it is clearly um, a, a sort of Māori tanga design. Um, and how big would you say that square is that we've got on the website? Like, how big are these pieces? Oh, I don't know which one you're looking at, but I think the biggest one would be th- three stories. That I had it at Commercial Bay last year and at the Tairawhiti Arts. Three stories? Yeah, three stories high. And, yeah. Um, yeah, that was so much fun. I made it during lock- the, our last lockdown. I had six weeks, no fabric. I put it out on the internet just send me anything sparkly you've got and, and belts and pencil cases and hats and pillows started turning up in the mail. So the whole thing was just made through what people had sent. Oh, and um, Yeah, three stories would be the the biggest. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, most galleries you're and most beds, you're sort of limited to the size. But um, Is that what people maybe, tend to do, do with them? If, if you create something for somebody, does it tend to go on a bed or does it get hung on the wall or, you know, where do they end up? Well, both. There's different needs. So, um, you know, I can't really use glittery, sparky, fa- sparkly fabric if they're going to throw it on a bed and throw it on a washing machine. But I think most of them these days go, go on the wall. The whole idea of a quilt is that they're a metaphor for a hug, huh. for, for love. I mean, some of them are, are called windows because you just can't ignore the people that are staring at you. <laughs> or some of them are sails because they push you forward. Yeah. Tell me about this new adventure. Woohoo! Well, <laughs> about a year and a half ago, um, Zoe Black from Object Space Art Gallery, the, the Craft Council, said to me, oh, look, I've got this thing happening in Norway. We've got a relationship between Object Space and the Scandinavian Craft Council. We need to nominate an artist to go over there. And Would you be interested? And I, you know, some things just never come to fruition, but I should know with Zoe that they always do. And I said yes, and didn't think anything of it, and then it actually, it actually happened. <laughs> so they've organised all of it between New Zealand and the Scandinavian Craft Council. They're picking me up, they're dropping me off, yeah, yeah, I've been really, really well looked after. Yeah, what will you be doing over there? Um, well, my first exhibition opens on the 19th of um, August in Oslo, and I've made 10 quilts for that, and they've just arrived. Um my friend, has um, done all the display stuff, has designed the exhibition in the colours, and... Um, 
then I applied. Then we applied for a, a residency, an art residency that was perfect timing, and we got it. So I'll be staying um, for two months, just just outside Oslo, on an arts farm, um, and I've got two months to just sew and have fun. I'm up in the mountains. I'm in the forest. I look out over the ocean. Um, yeah, and. Presumably that part of the world has its own indigenous population, which would have its own uh, unique story, but but perhaps some parallels as well with New Zealand Māori. Absolutely. I've been doing um, lots of online um, talks with um, Sami artists. I mean, I live in Woodville, so um, we've got Norswood up the road, we've got Danny Virk, we've got the mayor who dresses up in all the Norwegian clothes yeah. and goes out in his market. Right. But um, the, the, I've got a quilt at the moment that's hanging at Christchurch City Art Gallery, and it's a big war canoe. A big, but I sort of think of it as a, drag, a Viking longboat as well. And it's a rainbow sparkly wakatoa, and for me, that's the connection is the canoe, the mm-hmm. boat. So I'll be, I'll be the waka. So hopefully, that's what I'll be concentrating on when I'm there. Yeah. You excited to get on the uh, big waka in the sky and head to uh, the other side of the world? That's going to be a pretty incredible moment. Yeah, scary for me. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a great traveller, but I'll have my mate with me, Zoe from um, Object Space. She'll be aboard, and yeah, just and, stay in the moment. And some precious cargo. I'm, I'm most looking forward to having a massage at the <laughs> halfway point. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, can people see your work in person anywhere? Uh, yes, yes, thanks for asking. I've got an um, exhibition on at the moment in Tauranga at the Tauranga City Art Gallery and I'm doing a talk there on this Saturday at 11am. The exhibition's called Heavenly Bodies and it's all about Matariki. And I've got another show on at Season Aotearoa Gallery in Auckland um, called Hiki Hiki, which is to pick somebody up and give them a hug. And I'm doing a talk there July the 22nd, Saturday, 1pm. Oh, good one. Um, yeah. Christchurch. Nga mihi mai oha. Very grateful. Uh, goodbye and thanks. And uh, enjoy, oh, cheers, enjoy your time in the Arctic Circle. <laughs> cheers. Okay, that's Ron uh, Mongorongo, the kawa of Ngāti Poro on his Whakapapa quilts.